This is episode number 578 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the show, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in to this, the 578th edition of the show. Gee, we're almost at 600. Massive shout out to our show sponsors, as always, Smith Street Paleo. Hop over smithstreetpaleo.com. You know what it's all about. Go and get involved in it. It's only going to make you feel better. Come on. What are you waiting for? That's a good plug for them for today. Email them, hello at Smith Street Paleo, to find out exactly what's going on and how they can also help you. Today, as you may see, if you're watching the video version over there on YouTube, I'm here, I'm on my own. This is Listener Q&A, a few updates as well. Actually, for those of you who are a little bit geeky about this podcasting thing, this is probably one of the hardest shows to do. I have me and I have the camera and that's about it and I have to talk for about 40 minutes and hopefully I don't say too many ums, ahs and I get all of my words in the right order. But as you know, almost 600 shows in, as I said there, it's not my first rodeo, so it should be okay. Those of you that are watching the YouTube version will also see that I have a new headset. Very nice, and actually works super well. Thank you for some of the comments that you guys have been giving regarding, we had some shows where the sound quality was, the volume was a little bit low, but if you do have any feedback on the sound quality on the platform you're listening on, then please do let me know. Remember, you can listen on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, watch on YouTube, all the different options, or just stream it from our website. Every single show goes on innerfight.com slash podcast and then the number of the show. So this one, 578. Thanks a lot, as I say, as always, for everyone who supports the show, for tuning in, no matter where you are in the world. Really appreciate you guys. And please do let me have your feedback on guests that you want us to get on the show. We're trying to get a nice variety of guests on the show. So if you do have any different ideas, just give me a shout, let me know, or connect me with people. I always need guests. We always need interesting people to speak to. Everyone has a good story. They don't have to have 50 million Instagram followers. Actually, some of the best people that we've had on the show don't have very many Instagram fans at all because that is not real life. That is not important. What's important is they have a good story. So if you do have someone that you want to hear on the show, doesn't matter where they are in the world. We do a lot of these shows via Skype as well as get them here in the gym. I would love to hear from you. Give me your recommendations. I'll reach out to them or connect me with them. Talking about cool things that have happened. I don't know if you guys saw the Dubai run last weekend. We're here in Dubai for the Dubai Fitness Challenge. It has only, well, this will come out on Thursday. So it has only this weekend left, but absolutely awesome. They blew it away last Friday. If you haven't seen the pictures on social media or on their website, just go over to their Instagram account. It's Dubai Fitness Challenge and check out. They were somewhere in the region of 50 to 60 thousand people running down the main highway in Dubai, Sheikhzade Road. It was closed for about two and a half kilometers. Absolutely iconic. All those buildings that you see in all the pictures, that was the road that we ran on. They closed one side of it. The Crown Prince of Dubai was there as well. It was truly, truly unique. I think a lot of people don't actually realize what they are part of in that run on the weekend, on Friday morning. It started about 6.30, there was 10K, there was also a 5K as well. Incredible environment, incredible atmosphere down there, and some super quick times as well. The winners did it in about 27 minutes, which is absolutely phenomenal. I was running with a few of the guys from the Run Academy and also with Tom and Rob. We had so much fun running down Shakeside Road through Old Town, and then it got a little bit serious 
turn up heat a little bit and just basically try to get to the end as fast as we could. And luckily, we saw a load of people running the 5K quite close to the end, which lifted our spirits and helped us out of the hurt locker a little bit and encouraged us to keep going. Saw loads of people and it was just so awesome to see so many people down there running. Great free event. Dubai Fitness Challenge, you absolutely aced it. You've done a lot of stuff around the city this month and we're appreciative for that. But this one was absolutely huge and I think probably the best event, definitely by participation numbers, if that's what we're measuring on, but just impact and just something absolutely unique. Another thing that you guys might have seen us promoting over the last month is the City is a Gym concept, which actually closes out this weekend. We're hoping that those guys might keep that going, but hop over to Dubai Fitness Challenge com and you can check out exactly what that is but essentially we've made 30 different workouts in 30 different locations around the town iconic historic areas where you can just go and you just do scan the qr code and just do a workout it's absolutely awesome those of you that have taken advantage of it thank you very much for your support those of you that haven't where's your support come on we need it other stuff that's going on if you are here in Dubai and part of us, we've got the beach workout that's on tomorrow, November the 15th, where we're going to go down to the beach there just by, it's known as Kite Beach, just by Sunset Beach, where we've been running on, on the athletics track or the, the beach track on a Tuesday morning. We're going to have a load of fun down there. If you're around, if you want to just come down and hang out, we'd love to see as many people down there as possible. No, you don't have to be a member. You just have to come. Maybe in Budgie Smugglers, I'll let you in. No problem. If you don't have those, we can talk about it and I can refer you to a place where you can actually buy them. Okay, I'll stop talking rubbish right now. But seriously, it's the beach where your Budgie Smugglers get down and let's have some fun. What I've got today, yes, that's the blah, blah out the way. No, I've got one more blah, blah, which is a massive shout out to the guys Rob and Tom, who you have been listening to on the Sunday show, who've been doing their new podcast, the Run Strong Podcast. And actually now they've also launched that on their own platform. So they have the Run Strong Podcast in iTunes. And in a few weeks time, they're going to give me back my Sunday slot so I can continue to do my thing. And they're going to be off the main In A Fight podcast. And they're going to be on Run Strong is the name of that podcast, which is going to sit on its own. So thank you to everyone who's supported them so far. Hopefully those shows have been informative to you guys. Maybe you've had enough of running, so you're happy to get my blah, blah back. However, good job from those guys. It's been absolutely awesome. And they're now going on and doing their own thing on their own platform a few weeks from now. We'll still run it for the next few weeks. And then we're going to cut it off here and we're going to go back to a Sunday show. What do you guys want to see in that Sunday show? Drop me a message. Let me know. Another thing that they're running at the moment, which you need to keep your eyes close on, is Project DXB 2020. Dialing in those guys to the marathon and the 10K. Find out more. Get hold of them. I'm not going to waste too much more time talking about it. No, it's a waste of time. But get hold of those guys. Go and check out the Run Strong podcast. You'll know all about it. I've got some questions today that I'm going to go through. There's only about four or five. So hopefully I'll only spend four or five minutes on each and then we'll have a super cool show for you guys. One of the questions that I've been getting recently, I've got this from more than one person. That's why I thought it'd be interesting to share it with you guys. It says, I feel like I'm not progressing in my fitness. What can I do? What should I change? A little bit of Volvic. Now, this happens quite a lot. People get into what we'll call plateaus. Motivation dwindles. 
there could be a whole number of things that are going on here. There could be different stresses in life generally that you haven't been able to commit time to go into the gym. You maybe haven't had the frequency that you want because of travel, because one of your kids is sick and you just couldn't make it for three or four days this week and now you feel like you're not progressing at all in your fitness. You think that you should change things, but actually what I really encourage people to do is take things back a little bit and a little bit back to basics. So if this is you, just sit down and always say, write a little inventory of what's going on. Just take account of what's happening, what you're actually what you've got, what you're good at, where you're at on different things. You might realize from that that you're actually not doing too too badly. If you've got a few measures in place, what are they? Where were you maybe this time last year? Just have a look at that and just get a big picture of what's going on. Now, one of the dangers of that is you'll go, okay, yeah, three years ago, I could back squat 150 kilos, and now I can only do 75 because I haven't been training at the gym, and you start to beat yourself up about that. Please don't get too serious at this stage. The first step is just getting really simple on things and trying to set some simple goals. Now, a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, yep, I need some goals. I need a big goal. I need to be working towards something. I need my back squat to be something like this, and at the outset, actually, one of the goals here should be just to try and get to the gym three times a week, five times a week, depending on where you're starting from. So it might not always be that you need this massive goal. Everyone's sort of out there chasing massive goals and they want a big goal and it needs to be huge. But for, for me and for a lot of people that I deal with, a lot of clients that I have, the process is super simple that we just need to get you to the gym three to four times a week, especially if you don't feel like you're progressing. You probably just need to come back to basics a little bit, simplify things a little bit, and just set that simple goal of just getting to the gym this week and starting to enjoy it again. A lot of the time when people say they're not progressing, they also say, I'm not enjoying it. Remember, this is one hour out of your day. You could have an incredibly busy life. You could have a, a, a very stressful job. You could have a family you've got to take care of. This is just one hour to take care, to invest in you and to take care of your health. It's got to be fun. There's got to be this element of fun. Otherwise, the longevity of this thing is not going to be, it's not going to be there. You're not going to sustain it. So I always just encourage people to strip things back and maybe in the first week, just have the, the real goal, the real objective, the big goal is that you actually make it to the gym, be it three times, four times, five times. So should you make changes? Yes, you probably should make changes. What should you change? You should change the priority. You should really make sure that these gym sessions are in your schedule from the start of the week. Maybe they're non-negotiable. And just look for patterns as well. If you're someone that works out in the evening a lot and you find that you're canceling workouts a lot because the day is just, it's just a massively busy period as we come into the end of the year on for, for you in, in your workplace and you're just getting to six o'clock and you just don't feel like you've got the energy, why not make that change? Why not go to the gym in the morning or go to the gym on your lunch break? Or maybe even for this time, gym might not be the solution. The solution might be to do a home workout. There is no end of home body workouts, body weight workouts that you can find on YouTube. It might just be a goal in the first week or the first couple of weeks to complete one of those five days a week for those first couple of weeks at home. And all those workouts, body weight workouts, they're not gonna need too much space. I have clients that do them, that travel, that do them in hotel rooms. Literally, they have enough space next to their bed. You've got about one meter by about two or three meters. And I've had clients do workouts there. So 
they're the small changes you should make. But as you'll see through what I've been saying there, the message is stripping things down. It's simplify, simplify, simplify. Don't make things complicated. Don't beat yourself up that you've, you know, that you've regressed. Yeah, you might not be where you were before, but that's no reason to beat yourself up and no reason to sort of focus on where you were at. You've got to focus on where you are at right now. So set those goals and try and just put some timelines on it as well. Like I'm going to dial in. I said there for two weeks, I'm maybe going to dial into the end of the year and then we're going to have another reset or another inventory. How did it go? What happened? One of the biggest things that I'm always encouraging people to do is to, to initiate a behavior and then monitor the effect and the impact that that behavior has. And the best way I find to do this is just by noting it down, whatever medium you like. If you like to type, to use Evernote, you like to scribble on your iPad. I love this thing here, I love my iPad pen. I can just scribble on stuff and I get to keep all the notes and I don't have loads of paper flying around. Super green these days, obviously. But just write this stuff down and then go back and have a look and see what behavior you did, what action you took and what effect it had. It's not a rocket science. It's really straightforward. I did X, I got Y. Do you like Y? No. Okay, so now do a different X x plus one and now what am i going to get y plus one or reach z whatever it is it's super important to track the changes that you make and the effect that they have a final thing i want to share on this and i speak a lot to clients about this is a simple scoring system you might think that your fitness is not progressing it might not be progressing numbers wise you might not be back squatting more you might not be beating your 5k time but sometimes Fitness is about a lot more than just that number. Fitness is about how it made you feel, how it gave you energy during the day. If it helped your mental side, did it help you deal with life a little bit better? So a simple scoring system, did this work? how did this workout make me feel? You'd have one, not very good, two, pretty good, or three, incredible. And just score every day. I went and did this workout, how did it make me feel? And you can play with this a little bit, you can play with it, how it made you feel immediately after, an hour after, you can put all sorts of measures in. Making it simple, just think about that workout at the end of the day. If you did it earlier in the day, how did it make you feel at the end of the day? And I want twos and threes every single day because it shouldn't make you feel worse. It might do in the immediate aftermath, but later on in the day, you should feel a lot better. So that's, that's really my answer there for that question. Leading on from this, there's another question that I've been speaking to quite, again, quite a few people about, and people are asking me like, why am I doing this? And how can I really figure out my motivation behind my actions? And this for me is actually, it's super simple, guys. We have to understand the huge benefits of physical exercise. What happens in our body, the chemicals that we release, the reaction that we have in the brain, and the benefit of that on us as humans. We are designed to move we're gonna feel immediately better in the aftermath of a workout. Not straight away, maybe not, but you, if you've had a hard workout, if you've had a hard workout here in a fight, you'll feel pretty rough, maybe for about 15 to 20 minutes, but then you'll start, these endorphins as we know them, will start to release dopamine, is your happy hormone is gonna to start to come into your body. That's really why you're doing it. And this is powering energy for life. You just feel so amazing. And that's why I try and encourage people to, if you are struggling, you're struggling to fit that workout in, just be committed, get up a little bit earlier, get to the gym, because you're gonna feed off these endorphins throughout the day. And you're just gonna feel so much better. It'll be hard. It'll be hard to go to bed at the right time that night, the night before. 
it will be hard to wake up. Sometimes you'll have to press snooze two, three, four times. I was actually speaking in a seminar the other day or in, in a quick talk I did the other day, and I asked people, like, how many people had pressed snooze this morning? How many had pressed it once? We had a few people that pressed it three or four times, you know, because they just didn't want to get up. It's, it, I know sometimes it's hard. It was on a Thursday, the last day of the week here in the Middle East. That's the hard part. Once you're there and the reward you get from it, that's why you're doing it. You'll feel absolutely amazing. And then when we move that from that simple base to the more complex side, you know, your real motivation behind your actions, it could be to hit that big goal. It could just be to be fit and strong for your family. I'm hearing this more and more. Fathers just want to be great role models for their children females as well. I know the mom is often a great role model now. You know, dad can't walk around anymore with this beer guy. He just wants to be able to play with his kids and just wants to be a role model and give his children sport and fitness and health and well-being. So you've got to really dig around a little bit for that motivation behind your actions and really start to understand why you're doing it. Another thing and a question that I actually got asked in that talk that I was doing on last week was Someone said, I know I have time, but I'm still not able to make everything fit. What should I do? Time is the key, right? Now, everyone has time. We all have the same amount of time. Why are you able to do it? Why am I not able to do it? This is like constantly going around in the head. I don't think it's a lack of time. It's the lack of prioritization. I want to share with you, I've shared it a few times before on the podcast, but if you're new, you probably haven't heard it. And it was probably in episode 150, which you should definitely go back and listen to. And I think I've shared it two or three times, but I did this test actually when I was in about 2007, when I was trying to figure out this whole thing with time. I took a spreadsheet and I suggest if you're struggling with time or you're constantly using time as an excuse that you do this test. In you take a spreadsheet, you split it into half hour blocks from five in the morning till nine or 10 at night, depending on how many hours you think you should sleep and I would encourage you to make sure that eight of those hours of the day you're asleep so you're now only left with 16 hours. You've got half hour blocks so you've got 32 half hour blocks. There's certain things that you have to do. You probably have to go to work. You probably have to eat. There's all things that you are sort of what we'd call fixed in every day. Like I understand if you have a job and it's a nine to five job then you should be on it. One thing before you do this and this is a thing that we did in the coach coach here in a fight quite recently is we took the the it's relatively new the functional iphone and went into screen time and did a little bit of analysis in screen time how much time a day average are you spending on the screen of your phone and where are you spending it now we found that one of the biggest time suckers is whatsapp and a lot of communication in in businesses in, in life in general is now in WhatsApp. So it's a little bit distorted whether you're just chatting with friends or whether it's actually actually the business side of, of your life. However, we then looked at things like social media apps, how long people are spending on Instagram daily, Facebook daily, and your iPhone pulls together all of the social media. Other things, how much time you're spending on mail. So it'll, it'll break it all down for you. Another thing that it will do as well is it tells you how many times you pick up your phone and how many notifications you have on your phone. Now, if you follow me on social media, you'll know that I've spoken about this before. I think people should be limiting, let's say, the amount of notifications they have on their phone. I actually personally, since, I think since August, I never, I think since about a year now, I've had no interruptions on my phone. So when I get a, a WhatsApp, it doesn't actually ping. I don't get it on my watch. I don't, the, nothing like that happens. And what I then did from August was 
I don't, when I open my phone, I don't even see that I've got WhatsApp notifications, for example. I don't even, I never see an Instagram notification. It, they never, so you never get those red bubbles. And there was, I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but there's a lot of science behind why that bubble is red on messages. Why when it says like you've got 55,000 WhatsApps, it's in like a, a red bubble. Same with email. This is all on iPhone. Sorry, Android users, but I'm sure you have something that's equally as good or probably not quite as good because that's why you're on Android and you've settled for not quite as good. I shouldn't really get into that debate with myself on my, on my own podcast, but still, some of you are listening on Stitcher and I appreciate that. Some of you are listening on Spotify and I appreciate that. For everyone else, obviously, you listen on iTunes and you rock. And yeah, this debate between myself and anyway, you... There's a, there's a reaction, and it's a chemical reaction in the brain. When we see that red mark, it means alert, it means stop, and basically, when it comes to a WhatsApp message, it means read me. So what happens, and I found myself doing this a lot, and to be honest, I still do, so it's not cured at all, but I would pick up my phone to send someone a message, and it could be something important, it could be not something important, or to post something to Instagram, whatever. And literally 15 minutes later, I would put my phone down, and I'd go, oh no, I, uh, I was, uh, and I'd be in this big Omar, and what, what, was, what was I actually supposed to do with my phone? And I couldn't remember why I'd picked up my phone, because I'd got so, so distracted. I'd lost 15 minutes, and hadn't sent that message to mom saying, mom, I love you. So I turned off everything, all of the notifications, not, not the notifications, but the fact that you don't see that red circle with the number of messages in it, that doesn't happen. So if I want to check WhatsApp, I actually have to physically go into WhatsApp and check it. Now, some of you might say, yeah, but then I'll be checking it all the time and that's detrimental. Yes, you have to fit it in with what's going on, but you have to really have a almost like a no bullshit policy here. You have to have complete honesty of what's, what's happening and how important those things are. The bottom line is we had one coach who will remain nameless who had 1,200 notifications in a week. So his phone went ping pong or however it goes 1,200 times within a week. That is a lot when you look at those waking hours. So first up, before you've, you've got your spreadsheet set up, before you start to put things in there, just have a look and just remind yourself how much time you're actually spending on that phone and the different areas. It's a really useful exercise. I then have every week when that screen time report pops up, I want to see my percentage screen time go down. It's really good when I'm running ultras because it's virtually zero. But And then the week after, it's like your screen time is up 300%. It's like, dude, I know because I was in a place where I couldn't use my phone before. You now know what time you've got. You've got these half-hour blocks, 5 a.m., 16 hours, however, whatever time you get up, 6 a.m. And just put in there what you want to achieve. And for those two weeks, just for these two weeks of your life, please, just commit and execute. Commit and execute. Be ready to say no. Be ready to say, no, you can't come and do this. No, you can't go out for dinner. No, I'm not coming for a coffee. No, I'm not going to squeeze in a meeting because I have my schedule. And for these two weeks, it's set in stone because I want to prove to myself that time is not an excuse. You have to have this mindset. If you're trying to prove me wrong, this won't work. You have to want to make this change in your life and you have to want to be more efficient by freeing up the time that you're spending watching bullshit television series that are not teaching you anything. We're coming to that later. Don't worry. Once you've got it, start day one. Go through it. Tick off if you do it right. Put a red mark if you do it wrong. And you can go through. I guarantee you, if you're committed, you can do it. 
after two weeks, it'll be crazy. And please don't do it for any longer than two weeks because it'll probably drive you insane. And I had it literally, you know, I'd be, it'd be eight o'clock in the evening. I'm like, yeah, I've got to go and do this. Now I've got to go and do this at 8.30. Now I've got to go and do this bed at nine. And it was so, so regimented. Not everyone can stand that. I couldn't stand it after two weeks. But what it taught me is that I did have a lot of time. And you guys also have a truckload of time. Once you've done that, you then use that sense. So you've done these two weeks. You might need a week to decompress and just to chill afterwards. But you use that same technique for every week. Personally, I'll go the week before. I'll do about Tuesday or Wednesday. I have recurring appointments in my, in my diary as well. So I'll have, or in my calendar, however you call it these days. I'll have, when I do my client programming, it happens the same time on the same day every single week. Recording podcasts, same time, same day every single week. All my meetings, coaches meetings, same time, same day every single week. And it's just there the whole time. I'll look at my schedule from a Tuesday or Wednesday for the coming week and I'll get all of that blocked in. And it's no surprise that one of the things that will go in there first, except those recurring appointments, is my health, which is my training. And I just really want to encourage you guys to do that. Even if you only start out with 15 minutes a day in a transitional period, it's better than nothing. 15 minutes exercise is better than zero exercise. 30 is better. Three hours is quite a lot, but sometimes I do it. You get what I'm saying here. You definitely have the time. It's a bullshit excuse that you don't have the time. I know people that run businesses that have families, lots of children. Does that sound a bit weird? Lots of children. Yes, that's fine. Some people have lots of children. That's okay. And they're still able to take care of their health and they still have happiness in various areas of their life. I know a lot that aren't happy in those areas, but it's not about time. That's your excuse. And I guarantee you, just by picking up your phone, I can prove to you that you have a lot. You just choose to watch Netflix. You just choose to go and hang out at night. Your health is the most important thing. You might choose to make different choices. So there's one there about time. Let's go to another one. My job increasingly feels like a means to an end. I can't quit as I need stability and money. What can I do? This I get asked a lot. Obviously, guys, I was in the corporate environment. I worked for Adidas for a long time. Worked for Nike a bit there at the end. And I was going to work some days to pick up my paycheck to work another day to pick up my paid check. And in, on, when I was at Adidas, it wasn't really a means to an end, but I always knew it would end. I thought, felt like I was getting education. I didn't think too much about the money, but then when I moved to Nike, I was like, this is not, this is not really the right thing. I enjoyed getting the paycheck, but it was, it was like, mm, this is not really great. So what can I do? You can't quit. This person can't quit as they need the stability and money. The money side, we can argue, and I don't really want to go too deep into money on here, but you can figure out that maybe you take short-term cuts. You know, I get, I get people that, that say, oh, yeah, your gym's expensive, and then every second weekend they're at brunch. Yeah, I mean, my gym's expensive. Like, it's more expensive than a lot of the others, but that's because you don't prioritize it. But 600 dirhams, 100 pounds on brunch, and then a few hundred pounds after brunch on, on more alcohol, and you think that's absolutely fine, but you don't want to pay two or three hundred pounds on 1500 dirhams on, on a gym membership is very very strange you just don't prioritize things in a certain way and you choose to spend your money in a different way some of you i understand that, that you might have a lot of financial constraints you might have school fees to pay and you might feel like you can't just jump ship you can't just go to bali and chill out for for a few months while you figure out what you want to do and it's giving you that sort of stability to be able to bring that family up and this is where you have to really do some soul searching you probably best off 
looking into getting some form of coaching. You're probably, you know, we, we talked about this on, which show was it? Let me just pull it up here. It was with Alan a couple of weeks ago. It was with Alan Stein, 574, where he talked about self-awareness, winning habits, and, and living in the moment. We also talked about the stigma around things like counseling for things like this, what I'm talking about now. And if you want, you know, for example, if you want to get fit, you go to a gym. If you have a cold, you go to a doctor. If you want to help with your finances, you go to a financial advisor. So if you want a little bit of help with your structure of your life and when you're going to achieve what, and you know, if you're worried that you're not enjoying what you're doing, but how to jump out into, uh, into something else or to change career, then why not go and see someone who's qualified in that area? Life coaching, you know, someone who, who knows exactly or someone who's done it. Give me a shout. Let me, let me try and help you if, if that's you, you know, or, or reach out to any number of people who have changed their career and sit down with them. Maybe ask them to coach you. Offer them, offer to pay them. Don't think they're going to do it for free. You know, you'll send me a message and I'll, I'll give you, I'll be honest, guys. I'll give you a couple of replies and then I'll say, listen, if you want to take this further, then this is a paid service that I offer. You know, so don't think that you're going to get great advice for free the whole time. We know it with lawyers. They'll give you a look. Oh, I'm not sure how many lawyers we have listening, but, <laughs> you know, you'll, a couple of lawyers, they'll give you a few things and then, yeah, well, you can come into my office and we can formalize an agreement. It's like, that's their trade. You don't give your trade away and your trade secrets for free. So hire someone to help you. I think that's something that is, and that's what Alan was talking about in that podcast. I really, really enjoy that podcast, 574. You know, there's a stigma around, you might need a counselor, you might need a life coach. It's not because you're at rock bottom, it might be because you're at rock bottom and then if you've gone and got the help, then that's amazing because you're crawling out from rock bottom. But at the same time, you just want to probably level yourself up. You want to take life to the next step. You're in the job, but it's a means to an end. That's the question here. You can't quit as you need the stability and money. Get someone who's professional in that area and there are people around to help you figure out. And it could be a three-month plan, six-month plan, 12-month plan. I've helped people and, and it's been like a year plan to get them out of what they're doing. And we, some of them we haven't got out after a year because certain dynamics have changed in their life. But the objective is still there and we're coaching them to get them out. So sitting there and doing nothing is not your solution. Sitting there and hating it and feeling like it's a means to an end, like all of these things, you can't just sit there. You've got to be proactive about it. And you've got to be ready to maybe invest some time. And in some scenarios, like I was saying there, if you need professional help, you're going to have to invest a little bit of money, but it's going to pay off at the end. I would just hate, and it, it makes me feel almost, almost sick inside that there's so many people that are perhaps sat in jobs that they just really don't like, but they're doing nothing about it. That's just awful. It's just such a waste of life. Now, if it takes that little bit of time and you say, I'm just going to sacrifice one year of my life to get through this and to get out the other side, I'm down with you. That's cool. We can do it. I still try and figure out a way around it. Sometimes it takes time, but generally you can do it. You just can't, maybe on your own, you just haven't figured out the way to do it yet. And there is a way you just have to figure it out. So that's, hopefully that helps on, on that. Again, that's a question that I've been getting quite a lot recently. We talk another thing and I mentioned it before about documentaries. We've seen, I've seen recently, there's a few different documentaries out and I, I don't want to go into detail about them. I've watched some of them. Some of them I haven't bothered watching. I just want to give you guys, there was one quote or one thought that I had the other day as I, I was actually driving to do a talk. And I, I, I don't know, by the time this podcast comes out, it might be up on my Instagram, it might be not. 
Us humans are a weird bunch of fools, aren't we? Someone tells us the same thing for years in attempt to make us better and we ignore it, we ignore it, we ignore it. Then we watch a 90 minute documentary and believe every single piece of it to be gospel truth and immediately change the way we live even though it could have a catastrophic impact on us. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what's happening at the moment. People are changing the way they live based on a 90-minute documentary. Not just the one that's the top of Netflix charts at the moment. It's across the board. People have been doing it for a while now. You have people that have been delivering a message for years. My message here at NFI, we've been the same for a long time. Eat nicely, recover well, move often, and you will live good. It's not complex at all. We've been eating paleo for a long time now because it works. And people will try it, and they'll stop it. They won't believe. They'll try again. They'll look for someone else who's done it. They'll look for that reassurance, and then they'll watch this documentary, and they'll change everything, which could have catastrophic effects on life. I've seen people that have made changes based on these documentaries and made themselves sick really sick. Some of them, I wouldn't call it terminal because everything can change, but they've put themselves in incredibly compromising positions. Yeah, it's pretty serious what's going on here. I just want to share my opinion with you about a lot of these documentaries. I made, or Jason Lewis made a documentary for me about my crash called Fight for Every Breath. A lot of you who listen to the show will have come and seen it or watched it on YouTube. Thank you so much for everyone that did. I was involved he was a director but we sat down and we wrote out what we wanted that documentary to achieve we thought about what we wanted the viewer to see to believe to take away luckily my story was all true i couldn't fake those broken ribs but my objective and jason's objective for that story was just to share with people different messages. It was to share with people that you can. It was to share with people that you need to fight sometimes in life. It was to share with people that if you create presence, if you live in the now, you can be successful and you can live an amazing life. It was to share with people that you can recover from setbacks and you can do quite cool things. That was our objective. And I thought Jason put it over in a very effective way through the way that he put the documentary together. Same thing happens in all these other documentaries that we're watching. People that are funding them, that are directing them, that are behind them, have motives. They want you to finish watching it and take certain action. Unlike my documentary, which was very straightforward because it was just telling my story, a lot of these documentaries just look at the sample size of the evidence that they're giving to you. Often it's very small. Often it's from a very unique community. Often it's not over a very long period of time. So can you say that that sampling is legitimate or not? The greatest thing is that these documentaries are not, they're not trying to hide their target or their, their experiment population. They tell you clearly who they're experimenting on and how they're experimenting, most of them. Other ones you can suss it out. It's very, very small. They're funded by certain entities. That's why, and it's the same, newspapers. We have newspapers in the UK that are from 
literally from certain political parties and other people, left wing, right wing, all of this kind of stuff, conservatives, whatever they are, they don't read the other ones because they want that opinion from their political party. It's the same all around the world. So I just really want to encourage you guys. You're all super well-educated. You all want to get better. That's why you listen to things, hopefully like my podcast, hopefully other podcasts. You go on different resources. Please stop making life-changing and potentially catastrophic decisions based on just a 90-minute documentary. No matter what it's about, whether it's about training, whether it's about eating, whether it's about time management, whether it's about living, no matter what it's about, just do a bit more research. We've become so lazy. Someone tells us to drink this. We say, yeah, is it good? Yeah, it was good. Okay, I'll drink it. Why don't you just have a look at it? Why don't you do a little bit of research yourself? Engage some professional help if needs be. Some of your symptoms, and especially for some of these things that are coming out now about different ways that people are eating or trying to eat, some symptoms that we're seeing are not helped by certain diets. They do not help them at all. They actually could make them worse in certain scenarios. Some of these things are examining the food industry in a way, in a section of the food industry that might just not be applicable to people. So please, just follow that quote. Just think about it a little bit more as I read it out one time. Us humans are a weird bunch of fools, aren't we? Someone tells us the same thing for years in an attempt to make us better, and we ignore it. Then we watch a 90-minute documentary and believe every single piece of it to be gospel truth and immediately change the way we live, even though it could have a catastrophic impact on us. Some Lots of people recently have been asking me about certain documentaries in Netflix. You can see quite purposefully, I have not mentioned which one or which ones they are. However, I just encourage you, you're all super smart people. Have a deep think about it. And if you do decide to make changes, make changes, experiment with them. And if they really, over a period of time, create a lasting impact in your life, then start to share it. Be careful to try and influence other people before you've actually fully experienced what those changes are that you've made. Because you could, everyone, and remember that clip that was out, everyone is an influencer. Everyone has influence over other people. Be careful of what you put into them. I think that's it. We're almost at 40 minutes and I've babbled on. I think that's maybe a strong point to finish and hopefully given you guys something to think about there as well. I know, as I say, you're all super smart people. You can make your own choices. And if you do decide to make choices based on that 90 minutes, I just hope it really works for you. But thank you for all the questions. Thank you for guys that continue to interact with me on social media, over on Instagram. I try and answer all of your questions. Did a big thing on vulnerability this week. Thank you for all the support, all the interaction on that. And thank you for these questions. I think they're really cool. They're just things that I've actually picked up over the last few weeks that people ask me directly either through Instagram or have asked me in different environments that I just think in this show hopefully have helped you guys a lot. Thanks, as I said, for the support for the Run Strong podcast. I'm going to get rid of those guys and let them be on their own in a few weeks, but we're going to keep running that on a Sunday. And if you do have any guests that you want me to interview, be it in person, be it by Skype, if they have a good story, I don't care if they don't have Instagram. I've interviewed people that don't have Instagram or Facebook. Imagine that. Boo! No, I care about the story that I can share with you guys. I've got some really cool stuff coming up, some really interesting guests coming up over the next few weeks. But if there are any more, any people that you want to see interviewed, please give me a shout. Drop me a message, mjd underscore smith 
on Instagram or ms at innerfight.com or winning innerfight.com, all the different ways. Message the gym, call the gym, do whatever, get hold of me. Love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for the support of the podcast. This has been number 578, 600. I'm coming for you. Till next time, guys. Take care.